This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, as we celebrate not only our first show of 2022, but... Also, the fact that we are now in a one-hour time slot. That's right. Our listeners have spoken, and they wanted more ponies, and we listened. So settle in for what promises to be a great year of horse racing news and interviews with the who's who of horse racing across North America. So without further ado, let's get started. Friend of the show, Chris Lush, the technology guru at Woodbine, once again, will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And after a very robust year wagering at Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk, the company's not sitting still for 2022 in Instead, they continue to work on new wagering products and initiatives that will help to sustain the horse racing industry for years to come. Chris, who is the subject of an exclusive interview in the new issue of Ponies 24-7 to be released this weekend, will update our listeners on some of the wagering products that are designed to increase wagering while at the same time introducing horse race betting to a younger generation, which ultimately will lead to a recent reband of the Dark Horse betting app, which is really cool. Also today, Harness Driver and friend of the show Bob McClure will join us as you are a faithful follower of Woodbine Mohawk Racing. You have probably noticed Bob's name missing from the entries and especially the results pages as the Teamster is usually good for a couple of wins a night. Bob has been out of action since breaking his arm in an on-track accident at Woodbine Mohawk Park back in November and the winner of 2,913 races in his career and an O'Brien Award winner for Outstanding Driver in the Country in 2020 is gradually making his way back to driving again into the 2022 season. We will hear from Bob today and find out more about when we'll see him back in the track and more importantly in the winner's circle again. Shortly too on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine we will also be joined by Ontario Racing's independent chair of the board and also a friend of the show, John Hayes, who besides being a subject of a recent Ponies 24-7 magazine interview, is also looking ahead to busy times for the province's horse racing industry and the 15-member tracks that fall under the Ontario Racing umbrella. With the province now in the full grasp of the newest wave of the pandemic, it's a safe bet that John and his Ontario Racing Board will have a very full agenda in the early months, and we'll find out more about John later on in today's show. Looking forward to that. And finally, while well, he's back, yes, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gyms at Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks racing today with their Ponies Picks Today sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news and an update on the Don't Horse Around Lymphoma online silent auction that runs through and until January 31st. There's so much to do. It's one hour now. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Loving it. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie Racetracks since 1950. 
50. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Now, one hour long, I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies, and the reason why this is an hour show now Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jim. I'm, I'm doing very well. How about you? Uh, excellent. We, we just real quick, we mentioned it off the top. The listeners and the people in the horse racing industry have spoken. They wanted a one-hour show to get everyone ready for the week in horse racing. So here, now every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. on 105.9 of the region, one hour, ponies 24-7. Exactly. And I think we need to you know thank, the obviously, the listeners and the sponsors and the advertisers mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, 105.9 the region, and there's a lot of people that are are behind this whole thing, and hopefully that success continues. And we um, we are humbled by the response and the feedback we get from people within the industry and the listeners who have questions for you and other people we have on. It means a lot. I, you know, my, my wife and I, every year we watch the Rose Bowl Parade, and we're reminded again just how beautiful an animal a horse is when they have their special equestrian teams riding through the streets of Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. And I think that's part of the appeal. As much as we like to wager and bet and maybe win some money, the beauty of a horse running, I, there's not much like it. Well, I was always taught that nobody hates a horse. <laughs> really? Right? And, uh, like, I've been, I'm sorry to say, I've been betting horses since I was about five years old, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the statute of limitations, don't worry, Larry. Okay, yeah, that's that, that's good. But, uh, um, no, I was best friends with a lot of the mutual tellers when I was six, so, uh, but uh, no, it's it's one of those things that I I was always brought up in a racing family. You could say uh, my my father liked to play the horses, and so did my brother, and and that. But uh, uh, I met a lot of people along the way that uh, you know have been great supporters of stuff that I've done going forward, and and the, the common goal was, or the common component was. A horse. Like, Absolutely. Everybody loves horses, and uh, it doesn't matter if they're thoroughbreds, standardbreds, quarter horses, equestrian horses, dressage horses. Nobody hates them, right? Everybody loves them. And, and real quick, I mean, I drive by a number of horse farms every day uh, coming home from work in the region and throughout, you know, up through King Township and that to get to Newmarket. And I mean, the one thing, I mean, everyone does the head turn when they drive by those horse farms. I mean, they can't help it. They do, and they, they kind of. You know, have to hit the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> now, here we are. It's early 2022. I don't know if people think it's early, but it's not too early because 
Uh, the Kentucky Derby comes at you fast if you're in the thoroughbred industry, and things are rolling already as people start thinking ahead to Churchill Downs. Well, yes, uh, first uh, Saturday in May is uh, slowly approaching, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, going to be some very interesting times. Obviously, the number one story right now is Bob Baffert, that he's got uh, basically three horses that uh, have shown that they really belong in in the Kentucky Derby Trail. Uh, Corniche won the uh, the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile very easily with Mike Smith riding it. And uh, then we had New Grange and Rockefeller uh, finish 1-2 in the Sham the other day at uh, Santa Anita. And that was Flavian Pratt on New Grange, correct? It was. Uh, no, he was on Rockefeller. Rockefeller. But yeah. that mean, that's, I mean, yeah. one two, you're 1-2? Exactly. It was Johnny Velasquez rode. Excuse uh, me, that's yeah, right. he rode New, New Grange. But... Um, no, there's going to have to be some decisions made. Like these owners that have these horses, they're going to have to make a decision because Bob Baffert is uh, under a suspension, I guess you could say, with Churchill Downs, and he's not allowed to uh, to race there and is not allowed to race in Kentucky Derby. So these horses, they're racing in these races for the Kentucky Derby preps. They're getting... They should be getting points, but because they're not eligible, he's not eligible, they're not getting points. So these owners are going to have to make a decision. If they want to run in the Derby, you know, uh, you may have to get somebody else. And, and Kurt Becker said that when he was on the show mm-hmm. uh, back in November. He said that uh, I guess Bob is going to have to have a sit-down with these owners and just say, you know, if you're going to move forward, I guess you're maybe going to have to move forward without me. And, and, I mean, we have the Gulfstream Park coming up, the Pegasus Stakes, January 29th, $3 million Pegasus World Cup Invitational, the $1 million Pegasus World Cup Turk Invitational. Again, you know, stakes race is very important heading towards the Kentucky Derby. Exactly, and the, the Pegasus is is pretty much the start of the, you could say, the national horse racing uh, uh, year of uh, top races. Uh, you know, you've got a $3 million race, you've got a $1 million race. I think you've got six stakes races that, that day and at Gulfstream. So, yeah, there's going to be, uh, you know, some, some interesting races coming up. There's more prep races coming up very shortly. There's prep races also. Don't forget about the Phillies, uh, the three-year-old Phillies. You know, there's uh, there's some prep races uh, coming very shortly for the Phillies as well. So. I'm, I mean, thanks to Mr. Baffert, I mean, the, the hanging over all of that is Bob Baffert. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a soap opera when it comes to horse racing in 2022. Exactly. And it's it's going to be f- interesting to see how this carries out, whether they, they go back to the courts and get this rescinded or, or what. Uh, I, I don't know. But uh, they're going to have to move quickly because... Uh, there's there's more stakes races coming up, and these horses aren't going to be able to qualify for points whether they win the race or finish second or finish third. They're not going to get any points. So, so obviously something Larry and I will be keeping an eye on over the next few weeks and few months because it's going to play a huge role in thoroughbred racing in North America in 2022. Just a reminder: Woodbine Thoroughbred season kicking off Saturday, April 16th. You can circle your calendar. Queen's Plate again in August Sunday. August 21st, so Jim Lawson telling us that it's back to August Mm -hmm. for the 163rd running. They thought it was a perfect fit for them, and it seems like August is going to be that time every year if he has his way. Well, I think part of it, and and we've discussed this in the past, that they have it in August, and there's always a big stakes race in North America on that weekend too, so that kind of propels the betting into the Queen's Plate. 
and I, I believe the Travers is the following week. So, you know, it just kind of fits in the schedule for, for people to kind of, you know, uh, bet the, the, the plate, bet the Travers, and, and then you've got Delmar open at that time too. So, you know, I think that uh, Jim and, and, and the Woodbine crew are, are, are very smart at this because of the fact that racing is at its top popularity then. Saratoga's going yep. and, and Delmar's going. And, and It's almost and, like the PGA, really, with the top events going week to week and you're, you're building yeah, up to stuff, correct? Exactly, exactly. And, and the, these tracks are kind of playing off of each other and that, so... Well, what a great way to start off 2022. Friend of the show, Woodbine's Chief Technology Innovation and Wagering Officer, Chris Lush, joining us today. And uh, it's great to have you back, Chris. So welcome, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys as well, and, and great to be back on the show. Well, I mean, it's great to carry over after some of the wagering numbers in 2021 of Woodbine. We really want to keep that momentum going in the new year. Absolutely. I mean, we had a, a fantastic thoroughbred meet this year, uh, even though it started, it started late. Uh, we've managed to rebound really quickly, and and numbers turned out to be better than we ever could have anticipated. So, and the standard red numbers, of course, held up strong. And uh, I'm really proud of our racing team for all of that. With COVID and that, Chris, were you surprised by the numbers? You know, I certainly was. Um, you, you know, there was a lot of challenges with um, with retail, uh, and I thought that would have impacted. I think the U.S. Um, volumes is what really kind of saved us. There wasn't a lot of impact. I think this past year. Um, surrounding COVID, and that allowed a lot of the tracks and OTDs across the U.S. market to stay open and operate, um, which translated well for us. And I think the other the other real boon for us was the field side. We managed to retain a lot of horses in in Canada, and the numbers we had in Toronto, especially for Woodbine Thoroughbred, surpassed all the major tracks across the U.S. And I think that is what really drove the wagering numbers this year. I have to say, Chris, I mean, the one thing that stood out with me last year in 2021 with Woodbine is, I mean, there's all this narrative that horse racing, it's an old man sport, the crumpled up program, but the technology, the dark horse app, the HPI, uh, using your mobile device to watch the watch the races, better than the races. I mean, I've seen and heard and got feedback from more listeners about that than ever before. No, I, I think that's a compelling story too. And I, I, I think we're aligned on that. I think historically there's been a, a view that it is an old man sport. And to be honest, a lot of our, our customer base, and I'll say probably 30% of our customer base is over 60, uh, and a large portion is still over 70. And what we're seeing with things like Dark Horse and just the digital transformation of the industry is that bringing a product like that to the masses, we've actually attracted a huge number of millennials and zennials uh, and the, the younger Gen X as well. So I think it's shifting, and that's what we want to see is younger people engage in the sport again. You did a rebrand of, of Dark Horse, so now it's called Dark Horse Bets, correct? That's right. I think part of the challenge we had in the, in the first iteration was that people downloaded the product not knowing what it was, thinking maybe it was a game, uh, maybe it was a product, maybe it was more of a, a digital um, atlas for, for horse racing. Not everyone knew it was a betting app. So I think by clarifying that and actually rebranding it to Dark Horse Bets makes you understand that it is a betting app and like that uh, it was taken off well by our customers. And and when you say that dark horse betting app, I mean just for the listeners who maybe are not as dialed in, what can they do with it? What what does that offer them that maybe they can't get elsewhere? So absolutely. Well, I mean, first and foremost, there's a lot of younger generations that enjoy betting on sports. And, and normally, what you're doing is you're in a bar or in your home watching, you know, a sporting event on TV, uh, and you can open an app and through a gray market channel or through Pull One Plus today, which is available, you can bet on a sport. But there's no integration between that game and the app you're playing. I think that the, the greatest benefit is the fact that, A, with Dark Horse Bets, 
there are literally hundreds of tracks across North America running at any given time. So when you actually open the app, you can pick a track from anywhere across North America, whether it's British Columbia, Ontario, California, or Florida. Um, you can then pick a race to bet on, and then you can actually watch the race in real time. And that's what differentiates this kind of experience from your traditional sports betting experience. Okay, let's talk then about uh, HPI now. You did some great numbers through HPI in, in 2021. Any changes that we can expect to see from HPI this year? Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, we're not going to stand on our morals. So there's <laughs> always innovation happening on HPI bets. So we're actually looking at customer feedback consistently and, and trying to understand what our customers want. We also try to maintain you know, our HPI bet is being really the, the, the predominant and, and most innovative platform in North America. And, um, you know, part of that is looking at what our customers are looking for in terms of funding mechanisms. And that's been a, a critical change for us is that things keep changing, whether it's Interact or whether it's, um, uh, whether it's Visa or MasterCard or whether it's different pay rails. Um, we're always, and of course, PayPal was introduced this past year. So we're always looking at different ways of engaging our customers, making it easier for them to place a bet and engage the platform. So I think we're going to continue to do that into um, this coming year. I think the other big change we're going to make, and this is sort of drawing on Dark Horse. Dark Horse Bet um, uses the AI technology to provide, you know, the probables. So who the AI thinks is the probable winner. And what we're finding is our customers are actually, and I'd say our core customers, are logged in their API accounts. And then they're actually opening the app and looking at what the app is saying for the AI probables. And then they're going back to the API Bet and using that, that information to place bets. So we're going to take it one step further, and we're actually going to take the AI information and the probables that we actually formulate today for, for Dark Horse Bets and integrate those into um, HPI Bets. So horse players in the future will actually get that AI tech for them in that platform as well. Speaking with the Wines Chief Technology Innovation and Wagering Officer, Chris Lush. And Chris, uh, you, we're talking about betting, we're talking about wagering, and the big story in everyone's mind in the GTA and the province is Woodbine and the future of wagering and betting when it comes to the OLG and other sports. Where does that stand right now? Great. So I think it's a, we're looking at it from two different angles, to be honest. You know, the first piece is the paramutual wagering, and that's the, the you know, we do $1.2 billion in Canada on parimutuel wagering. And what we didn't want to do is to, to really devastate that market um, by allowing single event um, wagers be placed or, or, or fixed odds wagers be placed on horse racing. So, and that, that really would cannibalize the market. So what we did do is we extracted that from the, the legislation. So right now you can do a, legally you can do a single uh, bet or a single event bet on any sport um, in Canada with the exception of a horse race. So what we've done is we've taken that and said, okay, we're going to maintain the paramutual exclusivity for horse racing just to make sure that we have our pools, liquidity, and our customers can still wager. And, of course, the racing organizations putting on the races are still being paid a portion to take in. So we're looking at how we're going to compete, how we're going to you know, leverage this as an asset. And I think the biggest piece that we're looking at is rather than coming into the market and competing head-to-head against major players like Bet365 or Bodog or FanDuel, um, or BetMGM, is we're actually going to look at offering our product um, into their platforms. So in the future, when you actually do download uh, an app, whether it's Bet365, you, you'll, be in, you'll be in a position to place a bet on a single event sport. So call it a hockey game, a baseball game, a football game. Um, but at the same time, we're going to integrate our product into their you know, platform. So you can actually also place a horse race. And we're hoping that by integrating that product into that type of platform, and that demographic, which is actually traditionally different than our demographic, we're hoping on expanding, um, you know, horse wagering across those platforms. 
and actually adding, adding liquidity into the pools and making horse racing a bigger part of what people are betting on today. I love that idea, Larry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When do you think we can see this happen, Chris? <laughs> well, I think that's really dependent on, especially in Ontario, it's dependent on legislation. I think the, the iGaming uh, framework that the AGCO is working on has not yet been um, approved and released. So that is expected. Well, it was expected before Super Bowl. I've heard now that it's going to be postponed past Super Bowl. So, you know, if I had to, if I had to pull on my crystal ball, I'd probably say target April before we're going to start seeing competition in market. Um, but that's just, I mean, we continue to work on integration opportunities with all these partners today, uh, including the OLG, which is live with Proline Plus. So the faster we can get horse racing into Proline Plus, then the faster we'll be in market. Indeed. Uh, just wrapping up, Chris, anything else we should keep an eye on for Woodmine in 2022? Well, there's always been lots of things. Obviously, innovation is a big piece. I think we're going to have um, some great field classes this coming year. So hopefully some great racing again. Uh, and the opportunity to place a bet on the uh, Triple Crown and the Queen's Plate through your mobile betting app, whether it's uh, Dark Horse, ACI Bet, or potentially a, uh, a single bet sports betting app. So look forward to all that in this coming year. It's going to be an awesome year. Chris, as always, thank you for joining us and all the best. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too. When we come back, Harness Race Driver Bob McClure joining us, joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, the Woodbine Mohawk Park overnight entry sheets have been missing a very familiar face and friend of the show, Bob McClure was injured in a racing accident in November, and thankfully, good news, he's on the road to recovery on the men, and Bob joins us. Bob, good morning, and Happy New Year. Yeah, good morning. Happy New Year to you, too. Good. Uh, I know from breaking my leg playing hockey a few years ago, uh, the injury is one thing, the rehab is another. How is your rehab going on that broken arm from back in November? Uh, I can't complain. The uh, the bone, uh, it, it was... Uh wasn't a big procedure. It healed up. Uh, there was no pain after a couple of weeks. The uh, main injury now is a torn bicep, so it's going to take a little longer to heal. 
What was it, Bob? Did the horse just go down and, and, and you went down after it or what? Oh, there was one on the, I was about, uh, five back and, uh, the one that was on the front, uh, just behaved in a way, you know, in an unpredictable manner, which they do sometimes they are horses. And, uh, that caused a, you know, a chain reaction of, uh, it dropped the one horse and then it dropped another. And then I was third in line and I ended up getting the worst of it. I think this is a good uh, illustration, a good example, Bob, to our listeners that uh, when you're racing horses, whether it's standard bred or thoroughbreds, you, you watch it so many times and don't think about it, but accidents do happen to the drivers and riders. Absolutely, it does. And I mean, 2019, I went down almost the exact same spot and I broke my pelvis and, and this year with a broken arm and, uh, you know, two two injuries uh, over my career from it. And, you know, I've only been doing it for... 12, 13 years. And, uh, you know, you start thinking about that. It's, I still consider myself lucky. I haven't been hurt more because there's been a lot of accidents that I came out unscathed. Okay. So you're recuperating now. Uh, what are you doing? Are you taking like therapy or, or what? Yeah, I'm going through quite a bit of physiotherapy right now. Um, uh, I, I drive to St. Catharines twice a week and I, I, uh, get worked on there. They do some shockwave therapy and they have a hyperbaric chamber and, um, he gives you certain exercises and then I have a local, uh, physiotherapist, uh, her name's Hillary. She got me through my pelvis break and, uh, she, I see her twice a week too at the Grand River Physio. So she does a really great job as well. So I'm lucky to have two, uh, good doctors looking after me. Before you do make a comeback to the track, Bob, are, are you going to wait for your doctor and physiotherapist to say, okay, or is it more internal that when you feel comfortable that you'll make it back? I think I know better than anybody does. Uh, I've been out working out horses in the morning, and it feels good. Everything feels good. My range of motion's coming back. Uh, but uh, I can't tell you for a fact if this was uh, June 1st, uh, I'd have been back driving already. But given the time of year, uh, there's not a lot of urgency, so I'm lucky I get to give it plenty of time to recuperate fully. So once you get back to uh, full driving, Bob, besides staying healthy, have you got any other goals for 2022? Uh, I, I can't say I've set any goals. I've never been much of a goal setter. I've always just kind of tried to one-up the previous year, but after uh, <laughs> 2020, that seems a little unrealistic. So uh, I knew 2021 likely wasn't going to be as successful as 2020 was. Uh, you know, not many are. It was just a fantastic year, so... You know what, if I can keep the ball rolling and, uh, you know, uh, win some big races, uh, and I'd like to stay a little more local this year. Uh, the traveling kind of got old last year, so I'd say I'd, I'd like to stay a little more local if possible. Bob, you always hear you know, football players and hockey players saying when they're injured, they'll watch video and watch other teams and pick up things and learn things. Have you been doing that as well? Keeping tabs in the races at Woodbine Mohawk and maybe picking up some things that you can use to your benefit? You know what? When I was hurt before, I did. I watched the races a lot and I, I felt like I had a good read on the horses when I came back because that's a benefit to being a regular driver. You get to know the other horses. But this time around, I can, if I'm being honest, I, I bet I haven't watched five races since I got hurt. I, uh, I, I, it was a long year and I think I just needed a mental break from it as much as a physical break. How much, you, you just mentioned that Bob, about physical and mental, how much being a driver is physical and how much is mental? Well, it's physically, um, it, it's 
it's not as physical, physically demanding as thoroughbred jockeys are, but it is physically demanding. But mentally, uh, it, it's a, it's not an easy job. And uh, I, I mean, you've got uh, two minutes to put you and all your uh, craft to work, and you either make or break what a trainer spent seven days putting together. You know, that's a that's a lot of pressure for two minutes. You know, and when things don't go good, a lot of times it's uh, directed your way, and when things do go really good you usually get uh more credit than you deserve i like to say that uh drivers get paid five percent for a reason <laughs> you had a a great moment last september on a big win with donna soprano um in winning a big race and there's a great little photo of you uh in the winner's circle afterwards on your twitter feed and obviously very excited is there is there another donna soprano in the future for you this year that you're keeping an eye on that you might be able to win some big races with you know what? Donna Sprano's coming back. So uh, oh. I, I'm always excited for that. Um, she was the best two-year-old trotting filly in North America. And she, I believe, would have been uh, in the top two for top trotting fillies this past year. But she had such a hard year physically. She just couldn't stay sound. And Luke did a great job getting her through the year. And that, uh, you know what, that was the, there were two days where she came and she was feeling it wasn't hindered by, you know, injury or illness. And she won both of them. And that day that she won in Mohawk was a special race because she was all but beat and, you know, came back on to beat the top Philly in North America. And, uh, I, I think if she comes back sound this year, eh, she's going to be a lot of fun. You mentioned earlier, Bob, that you're not spending much time in your recuperation stage, watching races and that. So what are you doing with your time? <laughs> well, I got a six, I don't know if you can hear behind me, but I got a six year old uh, son that keeps me pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't let up on me. And, uh, you know, like I said, the last couple of weeks, I've been, um, going to the training centers and training horses and working them out pretty fast. And, uh, before then, you know, we had Christmas and New Year's, you know, there's, it doesn't ever seem to be enough time in the day around those, uh, those times of year. Uh, so that kept me very busy and just really enjoying the time at home, enjoying, uh, the family time and the quiet time and putting it to good use. You keep saying you're trying to stay away from ice cream to stay in riding shape, but I don't know how you do it because if my kids bring out the ice cream, I'm sort of my weak man. I cave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a big sweets guy. Believe oh. it or not, I've never been. So you know, chocolate, ice cream, and all those those don't uh, really appeal to me. What I do have to do is, uh, you know, stop my afternoon uh, beer uh, beer run. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people can empathize with you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's going to put the waistline on me faster than anything. It, we've been talking to a lot of people uh, at the beginning of this year and then to last year, Bob, about despite everything that happened with the pandemic, the amount of wagering in the province in 2021. And there's a lot of people that feel that can carry over. Do you see that as well? I do. I, I think uh, I think um, the racetracks are really making a big uh, effort right now to boost those wagering dollars. Um, I, I see a lot of improvements being made. I see some tracks in the States there, they're starting to reduce drag and so on and so forth. I think that's a big thing. I think the best thing any track can do for wagering is speed up the product, make it more entertaining and uh, less, less dead air time. And that seems to be the direction a lot of them are going, you know, uh, less time between races, 
less drag. Uh, I, I think the more racetracks kind of modernize, you know, and get with the times that everything has to be a bit faster, uh, the more the handle will continue to go up. And I guess what you're saying, Bob, is they want they want a lot of action, something like they, they can get in, in other areas of, of wagering and, and, and betting than that, correct? Yeah, I think that's what society wants now. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I think society wants more action faster. Uh, I think they want bang, bang, bang. Um, you know, golf, for instance, uh, you don't have to take flag stick out anymore. Like, you know, include, mm-hmm. increase the rate of play. Like, I think uh, it's time to start looking at finding a way to speed up the races uh, or at least putting packages together where you can speed them up, you know, um, something, some sort of deal like that. I know the Meadowlands is going to start pushing their races closer together. I know Woodbine's still set at around 25 minutes between races, so hopefully that gets uh, uh, dialed in once the restrictions ease off. But I personally think that's the direction that racing needs to go, is find a way to be more, um, you know, come at you a little faster. Bob, we always appreciate your insight and nothing but health and wealth and happiness in 2022. And hopefully you're back doing what you do so well uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks for joining us and all the best, Bob. Yep. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Take care. When we come back after a short break, John Hayes, someone well-known in the horse racing industry in the province, joins us on Ponies 24-7. The new one-hour edition continues on 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to the now one-hour edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Thrilled to be joined by someone who is a, a friend of the show and friend of all in horse racing in the province, Ontario Racing's independent chair of the board, friend of the show, John Hayes joining us. John, how are you? I'm good. Great to be with you guys. Well, it's great to have you back. Um, when we were just talking uh, around the show, the beginning of the show, in the last few weeks about the amount of money wagered at Woodbine in 2021, staggering numbers, and that it really bodes well for horse racing in Ontario in this coming year. Oh, yeah, I think so. We're we're extremely happy, and, you know, uh, sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, Woodbine's the elephant, but... Uh, through the whole province, uh, you know, even down to the smaller tracks, uh, we've had great, uh, great wagering uh, over the summer months. So uh, ho- hopefully we can maintain that going into uh, 2022. 
Well, John, one thing that's come clear to a lot of the, the organizers and the, and the perpetrators of all the tracks around the province is all the horses that stayed in Ontario and the amount of fields and, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 horses per race. And why do you think so many horses were able to stay or wanted to stay and compete in the province? Well, I think it's a couple things there. First of all, uh, I think Ontario offers stability. Um you know, we we sit uh, with the support of the provincial government in horse racing, which I think is uh, lacking in some of the U.S. states. But uh, with that long-term funding agreement, we we can confidently uh, look forward to through the year and be relatively certain that uh, unless there's a catastrophe, that uh, the purses will be there and. Uh, they are, uh, you know, compared to, to uh, the U.S. tracks, uh, uh, most competitive on the standardbred side and uh, top three likely on the thoroughbred side. And even our quarter horse guys have been able to hang in over the years. So um, I credit a lot of it to uh, stability that the uh, long-term funding agreement provides. You know, in addition with, you know, WEG and HPI, uh, we have a standardized betting uh, uh, central system throughout the province, and uh, everybody uh, on that side is coordinated. All the tracks are on and can wager through HPI, and there are uh, uh, first-class signals available if you uh, look at an Ontario race and that may be uh, just compare it to some of the U.S. feeds. Ontario is all high def, so it, it makes a difference in in presentation too. And we've been able to capitalize that, or HPI has been able to capitalize on that as we uh, as the year unfolded and as we go into next year. And robust wagering was the big savior, right? Oh yeah, and you know you you have to remember that uh, our hip programs, thoroughbred hip, standard bred hip, and quarter horse hip that uh, fund the two-year-old and three-year-old races, help out the breeders, uh, bring a first-class product to the track. 70% of, or 65 to 70% of uh, money that we use in uh, in developing our two- and three-year-old products are... Uh, generated through wagering. So wagering is extremely important to the future of the industry. I have seen a lot of social media lately about horse racing in the province, John. Here we are. It's the dead of winter. Uh, we're in a modified step two and horse racing is still on the top of mind of a lot of people I see around the province and around the sports world. That's, that's really good to see. Oh, yeah, it's very encouraging. You know, I think we demonstrated through uh, the last couple of shutdowns anyway that we can, uh, participants can race safely, although this Omicron thing is uh, very concerning to say the least. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as we can get the support staff to work and we're good to go and, you know, just even... The last couple nights, you know, Flamborough and uh, uh, Mohawk last night were extremely strong wagering, and Western Fair has been good through uh, the whole December and into January, so it's, it, it is encouraging. When I interviewed you 
for the Ponies magazine a couple of months ago, uh, we talked about sports betting and the fear that sports betting could cannibalize horse racing. Uh, have you changed your opinion on that now? No. HPI is working with, uh, I hope I'm not saying anything to school here. HPI is working to uh, try to incorporate horse racing as an as an addition to uh, whoever gets these iGaming licenses in the province so that, in essence, uh, you could move from one of the iGaming providers to uh, HPI through the iGaming site. So if they're able to pull that off, I think uh, it might mitigate some of the uh, sports betting impact. But I still go back and... I don't know what the impact is going to be because I think there's so much underground sports betting in the province right now that what impact legalizing will have in the short run anyway, but it, it, it still is a big concern as we move forward. I mean, I love the concept, John, that the HPI is available on one of the iGaming sites, as you just alluded to, say you wanted to bet on a Raptors game or a Leafs game, and then at the same time, go over and click on the HPI link and bet on a race of Wood by Mohawk. Oh, yeah. I think it's absolutely uh, uh, imperative that that works out. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. I think New York is moving to um, bet sports off your phone tomorrow. So yeah, that's it'll be right. interesting to see if there's any impact mm-hmm. um, on the New York tracks and, and that move. But I think they've been able to hang in so far. All right, let's talk a little bit about Ontario Racing's goals for 2022, John. Uh, obviously, you're going to want to continue to attract some new fans and owners and obviously betters. That, that's going to be your, your priority, correct? It certainly is. Number one priority is to uh, increase wagering. I think, you know, the other thing in the background, and you've heard me uh, talk about this before, racing is... You know, there's, there's basically one customer, and that's the better, between the breeders, the horse people, the racetracks. Uh, it's, it's absolutely paramount that each one of those uh, sectors uh, stays healthy. If you uh, happen to lose one leg of that stool, it'll topple over. And with that in mind, we're going out of our way to ensure that... Uh, we're helping both breeders and owners through our uh, horse improvement programs. Uh, I think if you go back, uh, there was some news last year that the Ontario breeding business for the first time has started to kick up. And that's basically our thoroughbred breeders working together uh, through uh, a committee to uh, uh, support uh Additions to the broodmare ban- broodmare bands in the province. Uh, I think if you go back and look, we may have been really suffering for three or four years on new broodmare stock, but uh, it looks like we're starting to turn that around and get some new uh, get some new stock into the province. You know, we talked to you, Larry, and I. Your passion, your depth of knowledge, your it just everything about horse racing just shines through. When did you get bit by the horse racing bug that this become almost like you have a PhD in the sport now? Yeah, I I, I didn't know I knew so little about horse racing until I get into this job. But you know, <laughs> I, I say, 
I grew I grew up in uh, Teterboro, about a block from the old uh, Morrill Park Raceway, and they would race Saturday nights through the summer. And in those days, if your parents knew where you were, uh, you could stay out later. So uh, my friends and I spent uh, our Saturday nights from the time we were about 10 years old at the racetrack. So it bit me there, and then I was able to... Uh, get to races across North America and Europe when uh, when I was in my working days I could, because I sure traveled a lot and when you travel a lot you'll find there's nothing to do and if you can find a racetrack to go to uh, it, it's a good pastime and you observe and learn etc. It's funny how that happens and, eh John? You always find yeah, a racetrack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> works for me. It works then, for me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my brother called me all about, geez, a long time ago, close to 30 years ago, asked me if I wanted to go in with him on a standard bread and John Bax. And I said, sure. And we just uh, fell in love with uh, racing even more. And, and I think it's a, a testament to uh, uh, what a, a solid character John Bax is. We're still with them, uh, mind you. It's on a uh, on a fractional basis, but uh, uh, guys like John and uh, Anthony McDonald and etc. It's guys like these that are. We need to build the industry. Um, it's a it's a trust game both on and off the track, and if uh, when you, that trust gets broken, you you have issues and you don't get people coming back. So it's, uh, it's been a lifelong passion. It <laughs> shows. <laughs> now, John, thank you so much for doing this as always. Uh, horse racing is in good hands with people like you uh, watching over them. Let's have a great 2022 and just hope it's an even better 2022 when it comes to wagering than it was last year, John. Yeah. Well, we'll do everything we can to make it better. And, uh, uh, as I said earlier, all the best to you and all the best for racing in the province. Talk to you later. Will do, John. Take care. All the best. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park and some racing at several North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stick with us for Larry's much-anticipated Ponies Fix of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. 
The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Hi, I'm Laura Tanar, Regional Director of Ontario for Lymphoma Canada, and I want to make you aware of a silent auction to support Ponies 24-7 Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. From January 4th to the 31st, you can bid on some unique horse racing and sports memorabilia items and fun experiences as Ponies 24-7 partners with Lymphoma Canada to raise awareness and support for lymphoma research that one day may lead to a cure. For more information and to register and bid on items, go to the landing page lymphoma.ca slash ponies and click on the purple auction button. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, welcome back. Before we wrap up uh, this the new one-hour edition of Ponies 24-7, what would the show be? The radio magazine with a couple of possible betting opportunities and betting gems, as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. However, before we get to your coveted picks, Larry, an update on the Lymphoma Canada Don't Horse Around Lymphoma silent auction campaign. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring everybody up to speed on the auction that we're running on Lymphoma Canada's website. Uh, we've got some really cool stuff that uh, have been donated in that. We've got a driving suit signed by Ron Waples. Oh. Uh, we've got uh, Chantel Sutherland has supplied us with a, a pair of uh, riding uh, pants and uh, a pair of boots that she has probably wore she said she's wore these boots everywhere even when she rode in Sweden and, and the whole bit. Well she's definitely one of the top Jockeys exactly, in the world right now. Exactly. Uh, and we've got uh, Hall of Fame uh, John Campbell sending us some stuff. We've got a, a signed print from uh, the great battles between Aladar and Affirm, the, the Belmont, signed no by kidding. Hall of Fame Steve Cawthon. Oh, wow. Uh, we've got a Daryl Sittler signed card. Oh. And, uh, yeah, the list goes on and on. So you can go on to Lymphoma Canada's uh, website, and uh, it's lymphoma. Lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Slash ponies. And there's a little purple button there that says auction. You hit that and you can see everything that's there. And we're still adding uh, product to there. There's only some up there so far, but uh, there's pictures of um, of them up there. And we, we're going to keep adding. Uh, the auction runs until January 31st. So, yeah, go in, take a look, make a bid, then go back, make another bid, and... Uh, Let's make this a success. I mean, we should point out, too, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. It's not just great stuff like the Daryl Sittler and the Steve Cawthon, but there's also experiences up for auction as well. Yes, yes. Woodbine has uh, donated uh, two uh, dining experiences uh, that can be used at either Woodbine or Woodbine Mohawk Park. Uh, They're $400 value apiece. And uh, it doesn't include alcohol. It just includes uh, non-alcoholic beverages. That's a lot of steak and lobster. It is. It is. So, uh, yeah, and Ontario Racing have also donated a couple of uh, prize packages that have got, uh, you could say, promo jackets and that. And, uh, yeah, so the 
the the industry is really uh, HPBA has supplied us some some products as well. So uh, yeah, the industry is kind of banding together and helping us out here. Larry, you're being a little too humble. I think a part of that is a because their love of horse racing, but b because of who you are and what you mean to horse racing in this province, in this country. So you should be proud of yourself. And a lot of people always want your ponies picks of the day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. So here we are, the first edition of the show for 22. 2022, take it away, my friend. Well, after that, I don't know. I, I could I could tank now, you know. So. <laughs> anyway, hopefully it's a, it's a good year. Uh, let's start at Gulfstream Park. Uh, race 7 is one mile on the dirt for a purse of $60,000. It's a maiden special weight. The number 10 horse, Volcanic, debuted in June at Churchill Downs last year, was a beaten favorite after closing well in the stretch. Uh, his second start at Saratoga was great. He was only beaten just ahead in a maiden special. And from that race, uh, his trainer, friend of the show, Mark Cassie, thought enough to uh, race him in the grade one hopeful stakes, which is the top uh, two-year-old race at uh, Saratoga in the summer. Uh, he performed okay. He didn't, he didn't win or that. He finished uh, seventh, but uh, uh, it was good education for him. He was laid off a bit. He's worked well since late November. He gets blinkers and Lasix today. He picks up the hot riding Tyler Gaffleone and the Tyler Cassie partnership. They've been lights out for the past several years. So Gulfstream Park, race seven, number ten, volcanic. And uh, there, let's go to the Meadowlands. Uh, they they have a, a great card tonight. Uh, it's a handicappers feast, you could say, as there's 15 races. Race 10 is a preferred pace at a mile and a and, uh, purse of $31,500. The number two horse, Covered Bridge, he raced big from the seven hole in his last start, was parked out for over a half mile, and he still closed well to finish third, only beating a length in tonight's class. So Covered Bridge, actually, he paced his last quarter in a race time best of 26-1, and one, which was the best on the card that night. And this winner of seven of 28 starts in 2021 retains the services of driver Yannick Gingra. So you got to like that. The Meadowlands race 10, number two, covered bridge. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 10 race card tonight. Race one is a one mile pace for five-year-olds and younger and a purse of $18,000. The number six horse, Four Finger Floyd. I like that name. That's a great name. I like that, yep. Rejoins the stable of Matt Dupuy after a five-race stint at Rideau Carlton, where he actually won four of the five races when he was in Ottawa there. So uh, Four Finger Floyd was a picture of consistency last season. He won 11 times in 21 starts. He finished in the money in 15 starts out of the 21. And with his gate speed, his driver, Trevor Henry, should be able to work out a pretty good trip for this uh, wind machine. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race one, number six, Four Finger Floyd. And last but not least is Santa Anita. Race five is five and a half furlongs on the turf, a purse of $40,000. The number eight horse, Castle, was well on his way to a good uh, race, you could say, and a good finish two starts ago when he was checked in the stretch and he finished third. He probably would have won the race had he not been checked. Uh, he was claimed out of that start by Kristen Mulhall, who's a pretty decent claiming trainer, and started uh, once in October, and basically he misfired in that race, even though he was favorite. So Castle has worked regularly since that race and has two wins at the distance and three at Santa Anita's turf course. So he should have a decent shot today. And I think it's a little bit of a class relief for him too. So Santa Anita, race five, number eight, 
Castle. And you had mentioned Steve Cawthon, and I had to look this up. And I, I forgot about this, how young he was. At 17, he was the first jockey to win $6 million in a year. Mm-hmm. At 18, the youngest jockey to win the U.S. Triple Crown. He's the only jockey ever to be on the cover or Sports Illustrated to name the man of the year. Yeah. They, 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 he was a teenager. He was SI Sportsman of the Year. And you can imagine $6 million now would be like $60 million, right? So. $6 million <laughs> in 77 was, I mean, no athlete in the yeah. world made a million a year back then. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, for a teenager. So for that to be part of the auction... Yeah. For the Lymphoma Canada campaign. That's pretty amazing. And Aladarn affirmed, uh, I remember that. That was 1978, and that was my first Kentucky Derby that I saw in person. Oh, you were there? I was there, and uh, the picture that is on the auction is from the Belmont. Oh. But uh, Aladar and Affirm, they raced and finished first, second in the uh, Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. And affirmed won all three and was a triple crown winner. It was like Ollie Fraser, basically, right? Yeah. And the thing was, I bet Aladar in each one of the races that he ran second. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Cawthon, <laughs> Steve Cawthon was the writer of, of Affirmed, and he signed this this print. Oh, and it's, amazing. it's framed, and uh, it's on the auction. That's the kind of thing we want to look forward to. Now, again, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Thank you again for joining us for this edition. Now, the one-hour edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of a new issue of Ponies 24-7, the magazine that was just released, email Larry Simpson, my good man here, Larry, at the Ponies 247 experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around lymphoma and their amazing silent auction, including signed prints from Steve Cawthon, if you can believe it and bid in some amazing sports, horse racing, and other experience packages to be auctioned off. The auction running until the 31st of January. Stick around, 105.9 The Region, all weekend long. The Legend and Rumor up next with York Region's only magazine show, The Feed. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week for Ponies 24-7. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bet wisely. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.